this. All right. Okay, and do the intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the nerdy movie podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me today is Will. Hey, everybody. And John. I, I have no words for what I saw. All right, so we are starting a new little short series. We're going to be covering the films that are related to the Grindhouse Experiment. That's right. If you heard the podcast posted earlier, the greatest movie never made of uh, Grindhouse 2, we're talking about Grindhouse, the movies that were part of the Grindhouse Experiment, and then the uh, fake trailers that have got later adapted into movies. So we're going to be covering four, possibly five, if we have if we decide we want to do both machete films. But... uh. So uh, into that series, of course, there was Death Proof from Quentin Tarantino. There was Hobo with a Shotgun, Machete, Machete Kills, and recently uh, Thanksgiving from Eli Roth has been de- has debuted. Uh, but we're going to start with the one that de- first was the the first of the two of the Grindhouse films. We're talking from Robert Rodriguez, released in 2007 as part of the Grindhouse double feature, Planet Terror. Yeah, so... Oh, sorry. Did Tarantino have anything in this other than being rapist number one? Literally, his name. He was in the, the producer. He was the producer. Uh, okay, that's what I it, thought. Yeah. So, okay. According to Alvarez people, they said he was on set most of the time as well, and uh, he and Rodriguez were basically co-directing it. But this was like Rodriguez's script. Uh, but Tarantino would constantly give him new lines, and they were they were kind of you know basically going for fun while they're making this movie because they were like. We're going to waste a bunch of the Weinstein's money on schlock. And that's really what they decided to do. So, uh, Well, uh, allow me to interject. Mission fucking accomplished. Agreed. <laughs> um, so, it was very Tarantino-y. Yeah, that's that's what... just it. It's not Tarantino. It's Robert Rodriguez. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Tarantino would have done this better. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I let that slip out? <laughs> no, no. I mean, here's the thing. This film's got such a weird backstory that it's such a sur- surreal thing. So, okay. This is also part of the From Dust Till Dawn Kill Bill universe. So well, that's a whole other... there are vampires in Kill Bill? Because I didn't see any vampires in Kill Bill. No, but Sheriff Earl McGraw, or Texas Ranger Earl McGraw, is in all of them. So that's a Michael <laughs> Parks' character. And he's also in Death Proof. So Death Proof is also part of this. And when we, watch, we do Death Proof, there'll be references... Because uh, uh, there's references in this movie to stuff that happens in Death Proof, because this happens after Death Proof. So this but film is all in the same universe. But other than Randall Flagg popping up in every book, um, is there any actual threads? Because, again, yes. this is about maybe an alien invasion, definitely zombie things. This is not about an alien invasion. This is bullshit. So... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going into the plot on this. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me back up a few minutes. Uh, so my history with this film is I remember seeing the trailers for this and, you know, as the grindhouse experience with uh, Death Proof and then not de- and then deliberately not going to see it. I was like, that's a cool idea. I don't know if they're going to make it work because these are go- these are a little. <sighs> the grindhouse cinema came out of a very specific time period, a very specific aim. And it's the world has moved on. Um, the plot of this movie yeah. is a whole bunch wow. of stupid shit happens. There's fucking zombies for some reason. It's not fucking aliens. It's biochemical bullshit. Hey, you see Plan Nine from Outer Space? I have. It had the, it had aliens in it. The aliens certainly could have been responsible for. No, no, it's very explicit. The the guy with the bandana who takes everybody's <laughs> testicles, he came up with this shit. 
<laughs> as a bioweapon. Who are you and... gonna who are you gonna trust? Me or some guy that steals people's testicles? I'm it's gonna not, trust testicles. Saeed from Lost. You know he's you know he's gonna get the job done. He's Saeed, yeah. Yeah, he's Saeed. So but anyway, it's so hotney brother. <laughs> he's 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 a, a biochemist slash terrorist slash business guy. Slasher. That's right. Has a weird a really weird obsession with testicle taking to the point where it's just I'm not even sure what that's all about. Like, it doesn't add okay. anything to the film. It's not any kind of reference to anything. It's just kind of stupid and gross, which kind of sums up a lot of this movie. That's a callback to From Bethel Dawn. So that's that's kind of the thing. Once again, all these there's and uh, did you guys see any of the the? Uh, okay, I've seen From Dusk Till Dawn. Tell me how that is a fucking callback. Okay, so uh, they keep talking about how uh, there's this new drug in the background of the scientists for like uh, for uh, impotency, and apparently, uh, this is uh, the. See, if you don't know, you have to see the other two direct the video sequels for it to all make sense. Uh, that the that's a, uh, lot of, that's a lot has, of hours in my life. I'm not sure yeah. I'm willing to give to this thing. Yeah, there there were two more. There were two sequels. They were supposed to go to theaters, but they wound up putting them straight to video. The Hangman's Daughter and. Um, uh, uh, Texas Blood Money, and those were the uh, th- those were supposed to be more like prequels uh, or like side things in the universe. But the idea was like the in the background of all these, there's been this talk of this mysterious uh, impotency drug, uh, not like Viagra, but that uh, apparently there's been a class action lawsuit because the uh, ex- uh, the lab that made them took a lot of their a lot of guys' balls and uh, for, as part of research. <laughs> On the promise they'd get them back, which that's not how science works. <laughs> so, so yeah, what I'm hearing that's, is that's not actually a connection. That's a connection people made later. Okay, fine. Uh, well, I no, re- it's a connect- No, no, those movies came out first. See, the sequels. I refuse. Were- I refuse to acknowledge that there are from dusk till dawn sequels. <laughs> I there we go. Once again, this is all grindhouse stuff. We gotta re- let's let's break this down again. The idea is is. Tarantino and Rodriguez were obsessed with going to, uh, um, you know, these triple features or double features at like shitty theaters in Texas or Arizona or, or, or basically in cities where they just run whatever crap they had. And sometimes the movies would break. Sometimes they'd be missing uh, scenes. It's just because it was just like this is the you pay three bucks, and if it's not a, it, it would probably later become a porno theater anyway because that's how uh, sh- you know shady these theaters were. And they'd have all the crap that you would find, uh, you know, that would later be direct-to-video stuff. I mean, this is like yeah, Roger yeah. Corman's... I mean, this is the worst shit that Roger Corman wouldn't put out, idea. No, he would put out this shit, absolutely. He fucking put oh, out... Oh, well, I know, but that's... The, the point is they're saying this isn't Roger Corman. This is the shit that Roger Corman wouldn't even make. So this is... That's what they're Except taking... Except that he would absolutely make this movie. Like, 100% oh, yeah. if he thought it would make money, he would make this movie. Um, Not with this much money, though. <laughs> no, I mean, no, he'd put half... He'd put, take 90% of it make a shitty film out of the, the, the remaining 10% and take the other 90% and go home. Yeah, That's what I would lost, fucking do. How much did this cost to make? $23 million. And it made $11.4 million at the box office. I think I rest <laughs> my fucking case. Anyway, wow. like, wow. let me, okay, I, I'm, I will, I'm about to take a hot steaming dump all over this fucking movie, Tom. Um, oh, well, first of all, let me, be, be, I will proudly say I was one of the few people who saw it in its two-week run because it was out of theaters after two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I saw it, I saw it on a Monday afternoon. I was, uh, <laughs> on I was on a Monday. 
uh, there were three other people in the theater, and this th- it was that they booked at one of those big theaters over uh, like it was like one of the biggest screens they had with the mostly three pe- three other people. So this thing flop flop, but they released it around Easter because that's this is what you want to see at Easter is zombies and car death movies. Well, isn't Easter about a zombie? This is true. That's a very very hot take. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the movie. <laughs> So the, the, let's let's go back to the era of let's talk more about the Grindhouse era. For those of you who are younger and don't understand what Grindhouse cinema is, Tom hits it mostly on the head, but he leaves out a few bits. A Grindhouse was a movie theater where you paid a cheap price to see a whole bunch of films, uh, and it was and that and that was solely to get people in the door to see movies and buy popcorn and shit. Right? That's what it yeah. was for. They wanted you to sit down. Buy a bunch of fucking popcorn, eat some hot dogs, drink some sodas, and they're going to show you the crap, the cheapest movies they can get for as long. And they try to keep you in that seat for like three hours because this is in the era before, you know, long movies were a thing. Most movies in this era are like 60 to 90 minutes long. So you're seeing two, three, maybe even four movies if they can keep you in the seat long enough. And it was for an incredibly cheap price. It was basically long, long entertainment cheap price but in order to show that you have to have new stuff you can't just show old shit all the time so they would go looking for the cheapest schlock they could possibly find shit that's been it had like a two-week shooting time it had a budget of five dollars and some lint they found in a pocket and it was the most exploitative garbage like i mean i mean exploitative there's hyper violence hyper sex some mostly mixed together in horrible ways um, I mean, this is where you get stuff like, um, oh, what's that infamous movie where they eat a turtle? Um, I'm, I'm missing wait, from leading. You're talking about Plank Pink Flamingos? No, 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 no. There's a movie where, like, they film some natives. They, they Somebody had filmed oh, oh, some natives. Oh, can- Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust. Hol- there we go. So shit like Cannibal Holocaust, I Spit on Your Grave, you know, Elsa, She-Wolf of the SS. This is the kind of crap, you know, in, in, innumerable women in prison movies. Um, I mean, just, I mean, they even, they even, they even, a clip in this movie, they, the guards are watching like women in cages. That's the kind of shit, right? Yeah. Just get you in, get your butt in the seat, watching stuff that's shocking and taboo in some ways and just crazy nonsense and, you know, buy a whole bunch of fucking popcorn, yeah. y'all. Uh, <laughs> this is, would not find on HBO either, or even uh, the video stores might have them, but even then you're talking like it, it's just yeah. the, the low rent, low rent. Oh, you can yeah, up all night used to show grind. No, up all night was classier than this shit. Um, <laughs> because of Gilbert Gottfried only. Yeah, like, and hey, the next step girl. up above that is just like Grindhouse exploitations was the real grungy shit. Uh, the step up above that is more up all night stuff, like you know, bikini car wash. Sorority babes in the butt flying ball ball rama. Yeah, yep. rollerball, you know, cheap sci-fi stuff like that. Um, uh, the killer clowns would have been of yeah, in, uh, a similar type, if not in that same era. Um, but yeah, uh, these are yeah. I mean, a lot of trauma would be. Cons- I mean, you, actually, trauma would probably be a little bit more high class than uh, for trauma. Brian. I mean, trauma was much like this movie. Trauma films are basically an homage to that. They're just. Yeah. Completely ludicrous, off the wall nonsense, and they know it, and they they sort of revel in it. Like trauma revels in its grossness and stupidity. And if you've ever seen the the works of Peter Jackson prior to to uh, 
Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Uh, what is it? Uh, Dead Alive. Dead Alive? Yeah, Dead Alive is in that lane. Uh, also, there's... Yeah, Bad Taste. Bad Taste is another one I was thinking of. I mean, those... Just... These really just... Like, and and sp- uh, spaghetti zombie movies. Um, yep. Plenty, you know. Yeah, plenty of uh, Italian... I mean, Italian the thing is, a lot of these would movies. be badly... A lot of were badly dubbed stuff from, like, you know, different countries. You know, a lot of, like... Grindhouse was where a lot of like the samurai movies or the street fight, you know, stuff like that. The really bad popular. samurai films. Yeah, too, not like... not not the good ones. We're talking like one step below hentai quality. So, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't even say we were hentai. They're just bad. I mean, every yeah. every every country has terrible films, and Grindhouse absorbed it all because you could. And some of them were actually kind of neat because you couldn't see this stuff anywhere else. If you wanted to see the five deadly venoms, you know, kill a bear. This you had to go to the Grindhouse Cinema and endure like another hour of other stuff that maybe you didn't care about. Um, yeah. and, and they brought them all. I mean, there's, there's also some like shitty neighborhoods and crappy and like rundown parts of town. So, like, it'd be uh, homeless guys would be there all night because they it was the only place they could stay, and it would also call be it. like warm and or cool depending yeah. on because you know, yeah. they'd walk in, they'd pay three bucks, get that bottomless cup of soda, and the bucket of popcorn you can get five refills on and well, at least they ate something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, this was, you know, there'd be a lot of, you know, these were grungy theaters, prostitution. All, I mean, this is the kind of, this is like skid row crap. And that's this film. What this film really tries to do is, is a, embrace the skid row crud of quality. Cause this movie's got some terrible things in it because they could, because Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino were like, let's just do it. And, Here's the thing, and uh, you you guys were wondering, like, how did this get made? Okay, so first of all, you had Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, which were, were essentially the same thing. It's a tribute to Grindhouse, you know, kung fu films, revenge films. Then you had Sin City came out in 2005. Sin City had, you know, Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez working with Frank Miller doing basically, you know, uh, a, a pretty of the Sin City comic. So that was that's what got the idea. They were like, "Wouldn't it be great if we could finally do some of this like cr- uh, crazy stuff I wanted to do?" And because uh, the wine scenes were so desperate for like a, you know, hit stuff from these two, uh, they got carte blanche as long as they put it through the Dimension label, not the regular like. Hey Tom, you're getting real roboty there. Yeah. Well, uh oh, we lose Tom. We may have lost Tom. Oh, well, it says I'm sorry. Okay, uh, I'm back. okay. Can you hear me? coming back. Yes, yes. You deroboted. Yeah, I. But, but I hope. Man, I tried to call. Well, I don't know what that was about. All right, but anyway, it was. Uh, yeah, it's all fuck. And the thing about like they were like, hey, let's waste a, a lot way, of money and piss this off Harvey Weinstein. This movie, is really, what this, this a lot of movie is about pissing off Harvey Weinstein because he did not want it at all. And Robert Rodriguez later figured that out that the reason the oh, uh, you've you what? Can you hear me now? Tom, we're we're getting about half of every word, man. Dang it! All right, that's weird. You sound better right now. Tom is trying to stop me. <laughs> I, I think what Tom's trying to say, yeah, I hear you, uh, yeah. is 
this was this has this has Weinstein's name all over it, and, and was done as an attempt to waste as much of his money as humanly possible. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a fuck <laughs> you. It's a it's a giant huge fuck you to Harvey Weinstein. No, which that, that does make me like the movie that much better. I, I admit my uh, uh, opinion has gone up, but this movie's still shit. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, of course, you guys understand the subtext about one of the biggest about this movie is, though, right? There's subtext in this movie. Okay, uh, Rose McGowan is, of course, the the main character, essentially. Yeah. Yes. That was that was a big fight about this. She was dating Rodriguez at the time, and he really wanted. He wrote this movie for her, and uh, Weinstein did not want it out because you know she, you know she was. She later became his main accuser of like, uh, you know, assaulting and raping, and uh, he was like he'd signed a bunch. He made you know he did not want her involved in anything where she could have access to his financial records. So this was. So uh, he intentionally tried to sabotage the release of the movie by like cutting the marketing and making it look kind of stupid. So uh, this, uh, so later on during uh, basically more trial investigation to Harvey Weinstein, a bunch of do- documents came out about this movie because they're all in a file about Rose McGowan. <laughs> wow. Oh, funny. Yeah, so if you if this movie's bad, but there is a uh, this is definitely like there are reasons there's some really messed up stuff in here because they're trying to Rodriguez and McGowan were trying to send a specific message to Harvey. <laughs> I mean, so I could, so I will say this: the movie is bad, but yeah. there is definitely an intentionality about it. Yes, and was I entertained at, in part? Yes. Um, let me finish the damn plot. So, God, just to get it through quick, because if we don't get through it, it's not going to be. Yeah. I want to talk about so many scenes. Um, biochemist turned terrorist turned salesman is selling, you know, goofy ass. Uh, we never do find out what the escaped specimen is. I assume it's infected by the gas or whatever well the gas itself is the uh is the is the virus but if you inhale the gas it keeps the virus at bay so yeah yeah so he's selling it to the soldiers who've been exposed as a part of because they killed bin laden that comes out later it's a real dumb scene don't don't worry about it um (laughs) and because of reasons i can't quite understand a bunch of betrayals happen like (laughs) i don't quite understand why everyone was trying to betray everyone else i mean they could have just Money? <laughs> like, did they really object that strongly to that one guy getting killed? I, I, I don't understand why the, the military got mad other than our gas right now. They'd be like, oh, well, here, here's your stuff. It even says, it's right over there. Go get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? Why? Why were they trying to kill the guy who has all the stuff? <laughs> you see what I mean? I don't, well, I don't understand the plot. So anyway, but bullshit happens. The gas leaks. Uh, people get infected, and it's horribly, goo- horribly gooey zombies ensue. There's all these subthreads that don't mean anything, and then all the survivors of the zombie outbreak gather at the barbecue joint, which was important for some reason, and then because it's the barbecue joint, and there's a whole lot of other stuff that happens that doesn't matter. Then the film breaks, and it says we we so apologize. The film is missing. A whole lot of other plot threads get wrapped up on the missing film reel that aren't important. And then all the survivors get captured by the military. They go to the military base. Quentin Tarantino is rapist number one. Everybody wins. 
the 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 secondary protagonist dies. They end up in Mexico, and there's a Gatling gun leg. The end. That's the movie. Yeah, I'm not sure they understand the physics of how a Gatling gun leg would actually work in any any possible way. Well, it turns out it it just fires uh, high impact gel rounds. Yeah, they 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 also don't understand <laughs> the human body at all because like hitting them with a hitting stabbing them with a knife, they explode. Hitting them with an M16, they explode. It doesn't really matter what you do to a zombie. It explodes. They're basically terrible water balloons. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just full of pus and gross, and they just pop like zits. It's really gross. Like, the whole yeah, movie. That's is... literally what they were going for. They wanted to be like, it's the, they want to look stupid. That's the thing. Like, it's. The whole yeah. movie is basically one gigantic gross out. Like, yep. I mean, it's super gross. I, I, I do appreciate that. Okay, but now that we've explained the plot of the movie and you understand that the zombies are gooey. You can get into all the fun stuff that's actually in this movie. There's some. There's, right. there's. If you are a zombie movie fan, specifically of Tom Savini, <laughs> there is so much in this movie that is homaging other zombie flicks. Yeah, a it's lot of them, specifically uh, Dawn of the Dead. Or not, yeah, or Day of the Dead. Sorry, not Day, it, not Dawn of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Well, he well, he well, he did both, but this is definitely more Day of the Dead than Dawn of the Dead. But yeah. Uh, this and the thing is, Tom Savini himself is one of the uh, one of the the guys in the movie as one of the uh, sergeants. And yep, you know. the one who gets his finger bit off. And the best part is his death is a direct homage to the death of the main soldier in Day of the Dead. Yes. And uh, it, another thing we should bring up. Okay, so uh, this is one of those crazy casts of how did all these people in here? So. Let's go over some of the ones there. Okay, so we we'll have start with Thanos. Yeah, we can start with Thanos. <laughs> Josh Brolin. He was, he was probably one of the better acted characters in there. There were thirty-seven Chekhov's guns in this. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, he's like the doctor at the hospital whose wife is Marley Shelton, and she's secretly about to leave him. For Fergie, uh, her uh, lover, because she's secretly bisexual or maybe not secretly bisexual. She's also an anesthesiologist with a, a really crazy way of like uh, putting people under and having a uh, needle uh, gun that fires, you know, <laughs> sedatives. <It's... laughs> um, let's see what else is. Of course, we have Rose McGowan's Cherry Darling, the uh, stripper who later loses her leg and then gets a uh, a gun leg. A gun leg. A, uh, yeah, a gun starts leg. With leg. It's, she's got basically the Scarface gun. Well, she starts with nothing. Then she gets a chair leg. Then the, the most... I have to side it. So there's the, the... So this is patterned after a Grindhouse film, and there is a completely gratuitous sex scene in the movie. However, however, it is one of the most intentionally hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. I guffawed when... She like leans back over the bed and the, the damn chair leg, like table leg pops up. I was crying. It was hard to see the movie through my tears. I was crying so hard because I was laughing uproariously at this completely stupid and ridiculous. And the best part about it is, so this is, and again, this is, this is a grindhouse film In grindhouse films. You're going to see lots of boobs, like so many boobs, all the boobs. And the fact that this movie intentionally like does the, the, the R rated, pan away pan away pan away always always take an angle that doesn't show boobs and then, and like you know they only show the 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 shoulders up of the actor and actress 
and then the movie like collapses, I fucking cried laughing. I was, yeah. uh, it was uh, such like, a well done scene. Yeah, as the as the nudity is about to pop up, uh, the screen burns. It's I mean, it's so like... fucking funny. I laughed yeah. so hard, and like so many plot threads are resolved <laughs> off screen, which is another gigantic fuck you. Um, yep, and we should point out uh, the question: she's her boyfriend is uh, Freddie Rodriguez says L Ray, <laughs> which L- is spanish for the Ray, the Ray, the Ray. <laughs> Right, uh, but Ray. and El Ray is essentially like this is so. I've heard rumors that originally they were going to have Antonio Banderas, but he he either couldn't do it, and they really liked the idea of getting somebody you would not think of because you know Rodriguez at this point was mostly known for Six Feet Under, which is a pretty like sedate, sad show. And here he's playing the guy doing like you know cart ninja moves with uh butterfly knives. I mean, it's like it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's like he's running up the walls, doing like you know, backflips, and he's carrying it with butterfly knives. Like he's constantly flipping them back and forth. <laughs> so well, I mean, clearly he has to get the blood off, and clearly he's he's. I love that he's some kind of like super soldier, and everybody knows it, but the audience never finds out because the tape broke. <laughs> yeah. Which again, fucking crying, laughing at how just fucking goofy this movie is yeah, and like the- it's not all good i thought that the opening bits are a little gr- especially with the um the doctor and her husband are a bit gratuitous like even for even for grind i mean they're, they are very clearly grindhouse but they're overly gratuitous which again is a direct homage to grindhouse cinema but man watching her get stabbed with the needle like five times was pretty uncomfortable um <laughs> That guy, yeah. I, I, the guy like popping the giant zit on his neck and smearing it on Josh Brolin's face was real gross. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of goo, and like the uh, Tom Savini's character, he's like constantly trying to get this ring, even after he sees like five people get eaten by pus zombies. <laughs> I was like, dude, priorities uh, again. Yeah. Very homage to. I, I mean. Well, one thing. of the best lines in the movie is, yeah, I never thought, I knew one of you guys would shoot me. I never thought it'd be you, Tolo. <laughs> <laughs> and we should put Michael Bean. Michael Bean is the sheriff in this town. <laughs> and he's really funny. Like, honestly, he's really funny. So I yeah, have a this... funny Michael Bean anecdote, and I've got to tell it very quickly before my wife hears that I'm telling it. <laughs> uh, my wife, for in Terminator 1, apparently had the hugest crush on Michael Bean. To the point where she would watch some scene where apparently he's shirtless and does a cute eye roll. That's that's all I know about this scene. Shirtless, cute eye roll. And she would just rewind and watch it over and over again. Somebody wake up Hicks. (laughs) Uh, Clearly this was a bug hunt. Um, I really liked the emergency box labeled uh, the big emergency box. And they're like, not you, Ray. And the interrogate, like everything is just, and like, there's. Oh, and we got to bring up Jeff Fahey. Yep. Yeah, we do. Who is the brother of the sheriff who has like the, uh, they own, they co own a barbecue place. By the way, that's a real barbecue place in Austin. The Rib Shack. Yeah. The Rib Shack. Bone Shack. Sorry. What's the Rib Shack? But yeah, that's a real Bone Shack. (laughs) They shot at the real, they shot at the real one. Um, and he's constantly obsessed with how damn good his barbecue is. That he's constantly keeping sausage hanging around on him all the time. 
It's a point that he can even hide from being killed because he. It looks they think he's a dead person when he's just covered himself in his barbecue. It's you just like you know this guy is too smart, <laughs> and was, you realize he's the smart brother. His uh, his brother Michael Bean is the dumb brother. <laughs> it's just, oh I know. man. I mean, the thing oh, is, yeah, we still brought up the fact Bruce Willis is the commander of the uh, the military. <laughs> well, he's. He, I mean, he's in must have two minutes. Yeah, he filmed his scenes in like one day and was like, "All right, peace." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, this is a classic Bruce Willis. Like, I just I'm here for the one. I'm I'm here for like I'm uh, here for the paycheck, guys. I'll I'll be honest. I think his demeanor fits the tone. Like everybody's demeanor fits the tone of the film because it's yeah, good, he know what exactly like, what he's doing. And he's worked with Rodriguez for they done Sin City. So and he yeah you know, he was also in Four Rooms that you know Rodriguez and Tarantino worked on. So he knows how to do this kind of stuff because he's like yeah I, I and he unfortunately later his career wound up doing a lot of this crap. So yeah. it's it's kind of uh and so he's in it. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anyone I'm forgetting that's like of note? Um, uh, there's a lot of weird cameos because like uh, for instance, a lot of these random people who seem to have significant characters, those are Rodriguez's family, like the the crazy babysitter uh, twins. That's literally yeah. their uh, uh, shout out to all the <laughs> foot stuff in this movie that was put well, in for Tarantino. Yeah, it was very Tarantino y. Yeah. Yeah. Very and very then of course uh, the boy, the, the more messed up the boy who gets himself. That's it. Right, and uh, they shot. And so his son didn't know he, he'd killed himself. So there's an ending where you see him with an eye patch later playing with his turtle <laughs> on the beach. Because she have an eye patch. Him around, and the whole time they shot the movie, he didn't tell his son that he'd shot himself in the head. He uh, he, he just said, "Oh, you you're on sleep. You've been hurt. you've been hurt." He uh, so his yep. son had no idea that his character actually shot himself in the head by accident because. <laughs> It's a stupid idea. Let's give my son a gun who knows nothing how to handle a gun. I just, I just laughed so hard. I was like, <laughs> so there's, there's a version of this movie that's, that's far better. Like, so this is an absolute tribute to grunt. I mean, and honestly, the Quentin Tarantino's over the top nonsense is oh, yeah, gigantically swelling balls, <laughs> excessively gross and, and overdone. And, uh, and we should point out, so he's trying to, you know, at one point he, he takes Marley Shelton and Rose McGowan, he's going to rape them both, and she, and the two of them get the chance to kill, you know, they, you know, uh, sh- uh, they kill him. and specifically, They kill him they- twice. Once they put yeah. a fucking stick through his eye, which admittedly was funny as hell. Like, I, I thought that scene was like, oh yeah, she's going to kill him with the leg. Oh, she totally does. And it was amazing. <laughs> and then he's, and then he didn't die. And I was like, oh, right. Zombie gas. <laughs> and I was like, "All oh, right, zombie gas." Anyway, yeah. Then she blows his balls off. So I mean, there's that. There's, that that I mean, again, I laughed a lot at the the. Yeah, I laughed that, a lot at the bits. I mean, there was this was as a dark comedy, like as a super black comedy. This movie yeah. is actually fairly entertaining. Good. Let's let's not call it good. No, no, no entertaining this, though as a black comedy. However, I think it it goes again it. it because it's a grindhouse send up, it goes a little too far in places. Because those movies just went to crazy extremes. Um, because I they, think it pushes it a little way, far. Yeah, you know, you got to have something crazy to say. Hey, this is a movie where you know they uh, the lesbians get turned into werewolves. I mean, that's the point. It's like you got to have something sounds stupid, so stupid and awful. But when you pitch it to somebody, 
I want to show that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. Um, you know, but uh, the way I look at this is, is is it was a very well done movie for movies of that type, and I'm not yes. sure to whom that appeals. But I'll bet you know the same type of people that collected Garbage Pail Kids thought this was the best movie in existence because it was very well done for the type of movie it was. Well, anyone who's a fan of splatter cinema is going to love this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, this... I appreciate yeah. splatter cinema, but I don't necessarily like it. Um, I know that's a weird thing to say, but like, I can appreciate the care and love that goes into these kind of films and also still be like, yeah, not really for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the point. Like they are, there are people, I mean, there's, they go to sh- trade shows. They get there. I mean, these are the guys who like they have those those collections on videotape because they've never transferred them to DVD or Blu-ray or street like that. They, 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 you know, th- those fans exist and they are very happy. And that's where a lot of money's be made in like the underground video market now. It's like that's the it's like this is that kind of audience. But it's a very small niche audience, which is why the movie didn't make much money because. Even with this, uh, a stack, a cast with this many stars in it, it still wasn't going to be like, I want to go see this movie. But yeah, uh, it's funny too. There were some other people that there was talk of how, like, okay, so the machete trailer is in front of this one. So that's the original, which they adapted. And there was a talk of having, uh, originally, I think machete was supposed to be a character in this movie. because this isn't the Frondustal Don universe, uh, Seth Gecko, that's George Clooney's character, was supposed to appear in this. And they literally, uh, he was going to make a, a cameo as being in, back in, in one of the cells, but they decided last minute just not, to, it wasn't necessary. And uh, I also, because it's because uh, Earl McGraw is also in Kill Bill, uh, he, it, there was talk of having the bride appear. That would have been interesting. Yep. Goofy, but also silly. She would stab um, someone with a sword, and they would explode. So many explosions. Yeah, the thing, and so like, many explosions. Should, let's not forget. There's a great moment when the helicopter, when the, the guy who owns a strip club, you know, is piling the helicopter and tips it, so the blades just start hacking. <laughs> I mean, at uh, that point, the movie has gone full Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, I mean, sure, it kind of, it kind of was already full Looney Tunes. Car- as soon as she puts that gun on her leg. The movie becomes a live-action Looney Tunes and cartoon. And she does stripper routine, her uh, stripper, although she says she's a go-go dancer. She does her dancing routine and somehow can fire the gun every whenever she does any of her moves and can just kill just, just perfect accuracy. It's like and she, it's, and she does uh, useless skill number thirty-seven to evade a RPG. Yep. <laughs> oh Lord! All right, I think we've said a lot about this movie. Uh, shall we yeah. go into final thoughts? Yeah, let's go ahead. And, is this a good movie, a bad movie, or a nerdy movie? Uh, John, we'll start with you. All right. It is either a bad movie or an extremely nerdy movie to such a degree that most nerds don't even realize that it is nerdy. That's how niche it is. All right. Uh, Will? Uh, I sort of echo John here, though, perhaps not to his extent. This is an incredibly nerdy film for a very niche audience of nerds but it is also a bad film and i think it's intentionally bad because again if we take it from the bruce hunter aspect of did this movie succeed at what it's trying to do this movie succeeded beyond its wildest expectations at what it was attempting to do i personally don't think that makes it a good film but it certainly succeeded in doing what it planned to do and this movie is 
unintentionally or intentionally hilarious as a black comedy. It's very entertaining, but is it, it in no way approaches the realm of good. So I'm going to put it as bad and nerdy. All right. I'm definitely going to go with the nerdy. I agree it is bad, but because of all these weird layers of like subtext and as you put on this is full of weird Easter eggs for the craziest uh, movie fans who are a very small niche. This is one of those films. It's, it's got such a weird backstory. It's got such a, and ironically he wrote the script to be his fault to dust till dawn. That's how long it sat on the shelf. So, uh, and the reason he decided to make it was because Shaun of the dead had become come out. So <laughs> it's, it, it it's such a weird deal that this film even exists. Uh, the fact that it got all these really good actors in it and some really, and some also really terrible actors in it. And, uh, and they intermix know. them almost perfectly. And by the way, I, I don't think you guys probably recognize, but there, there's been people at Dragon Con at, uh, at a lot of conventions there. I've seen quite a few cherry darlings at, you know, at, at cons, usually with uh, a, uh, a gun leg. It's like, it's, I mean, the most iconic character from the movie, <laughs> and as John stated before, the actual protagonist of the film. Yes. Uh, despite how much people are like, oh, it's got to be El Rey. It's like, not really. El Rey is more of a secondary character. <laughs> he never misses. But by the way, it's clear he is he supposed to be bullseye because he keeps talking about, I never miss. <laughs> I, I thought he was just kind of a shit. Uh, <laughs> bullseye would take this guy apart. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but that it's like it, there's so many weird reference like in you know it's you could see I'd expect to see like you know the Punisher and Daredevil show up in the scene. It's like that anything could happen in this movie, and they practically throw every crazy you know part of the kitchen sink at us. So uh, that's so that's why I'm going to go with nerdy for this one. I think since we're all kind of in this agreement, I will put in parentheses bad as well. But this is definitely a nerdy film. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so guys, uh, you got any like last thoughts about this film before we wrap this one up? It's go go go, not cry cry cry. They the explosions just keep coming. <laughs> Why do the cars keep exploding for like no reason? <laughs> not not like the zombies have guns until the end. <sighs> yes, but Bye. there are so many car explosions that happen for no apparent reason. And if you look closely, it's the same five cars. They it, just it is always the same five cars. <laughs> They had the money to get on the cars. They just kept reusing the uh, the effects. So it's not even like it's not like they blew up the car a bunch of times. They put a fake explosion over the car in post. Uh, such a bad film. Anyway, yeah, uh, but that's yeah. And uh, also, if you're curious, like on the Blu-ray and DVD, there's all like Rodriguez puts all these like, how do you make this scene? Like he literally breaks down like how you shoot it. So if it's fun, if you want to learn how to shoot a bad film. Because he's like, here's the guide by guide steps how to make a crappy movie. Have fun with it. So, um, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And like I said, we're going to be doing all the more of these Grindhouse films in the next few weeks. So, if you've got any comments, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans Good Bad Nerdy Movie Podcast, or also on uh, Twitter, Good Bad Nerdy Movie Pod. Guys, thanks for uh, doing this. We also need to thank Tubi for making this a free one to watch. Uh, no, I would like to lodge a complaint. So Tubi does not have this film on Tubi anymore. <laughs> as of like yesterday? As, as of, of yesterday. As of today. I know yeah. because I was like, oh shit, I need to watch this movie. I kept meaning to do it and kept not doing it. And then I was like, oh no, it's on Tubi, right? I went to Tubi. No Grindhouse. I was like, Galaxy of Terror? No, no, that's a different movie. Okay. 
And then I was like, all right, maybe it's under Grindhouse. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of documentaries about Grindhouse on Tubi, oddly enough. But this movie is not on Tubi. I paid four dollars to rent this. Film. Oh, the, the loser of the podcast. So <laughs> no, no, I, I will say I, I'm still I paid nine fifty to see it in the theater. So I, <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, imagine, I am, and, I am and the, that was in year two thousand money. Seven. Yeah, yeah that's, that's seven. practically that's practically four hundred dollars in today's money. Um. <laughs> but no, I agree. Tom actually lost lost the most because see, having to watch Death Proof too, man. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah. Like I said, the only and I the only thing I didn't get to see was Shotgun because only Canadian audience has got to see that one until that post that one. But yeah, we're going to be doing that one in a couple weeks. Uh, our next one, we got to do Death Proof because you, know, you can't do Planetary without doing Death Proof. So we'll be hitting that one. In a little I mean, bit. you can. I'm just saying you absolutely, you absolutely could. Oh, just come on. Oh, out there. I mean, for uh, the, it has one of the greatest car stunts ever. We got to talk, talk about that movie. Uh, All right. At this point, it's kind of a dare to get through. Yes. <laughs> the, the Grindhouse movie challenge. Yeah. By the way, if you think, have you guys watched Hobo with a Shotgun? No. Uh, yeah. I've seen bits of it. I haven't seen all of it. Okay. So trust me, you're. <laughs> This might be the uh, like Flash got nothing out of the shotgun. So, folks, Hobo with a shotgun does have Rutger Hauer in it though, and yes. any day with Rutger Hauer in it is an amazing day. Good, yes. not necessarily a good day, but an amazing. <laughs> oh, day. I, I, like I said, I didn't say it was. I said um, it, I, it's a whole different situation. But please, 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 if you're going to go to the hospital <laughs> for a uh, bite, um, just uh, just get rid of the hat. If some lady walks in with three colored syringes, just fucking leave. Yeah, if you hear the words, <laughs> these are my you. three little friends, just give up. And if Josh Brolin comes in, well, pray you get <laughs> Thanos snapped rather than <laughs> snapped away. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take the arm. Say, like, what? Yeah. Where are All right, we taking it? <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care. All right, thanks for doing this, guys. Uh, we'll find uh, we'll schedule sometime next week to do uh, Death Proof. So it, that better. Fun.